everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, we're going to be talking about, well, cults. The word yeah. cult. Yeah. Um, what, whether what we grew up in a cult. Right. Right. Yeah. Lots of questions. Uh, that word seems to be, it's a tricky word. <laughs> and, and and a lot of people have uh, different ways of sort of delineating what is or isn't a cult. We're going to decide if that word's even useful at all. Well, uh, it's, it's useful to get a rise out of people. Oh, yeah. Who belong to what they think is a religion. Yeah. So. I think that's a that's a super. Uh, Want to yeah. piss off a Mormon? Tell them they they're in a cult. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get on with the rest of the show, we have uh, an announcement, Dan. Yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, we talked about it a bit last week. Uh, this the we're going to be speaking again uh, at the conference on death, grief, and belief. This is a conference. This one's virtual, mm. um, so it's easy to attend. There are amazing uh, speakers, it, which I suppose includes us. We we are speakers, and there are also amazing speakers. Uh, but basically, you know, uh, we're talking shared wisdom, fearless mm. exploration, and uh, social support for unpacking toxic religious beliefs. I just read that straight off of the website. Great. So, so it must be true, uh, and specifically about uh, facing loss and grief. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's really interesting stuff. If that is your bag, if it's something that interests you, uh, please feel free to go to deathgriefandbelief.com and sign up. If you use the code TGIA, you get some money off. So, so that's nice. It'll cost you a little bit less. And there's, uh, there's so many, uh, really good people, uh, that are coming, that, that are going to be speaking to you. So, indeed. Definitely right. worth it. Well, that's great. And now we'll move on to, to, the, for a to show. the show. And uh, now for a show. Now our show, Dan. Uh, this is a story coming to us from Arizona, Dan. Ooh, I've Speci been to there. Specifically the uh, their state house, their Capitol building, uh, where um, a one of the Democratic members of the Arizona house, has, uh, she sort of has taken up kind of the role of a being a little bit of a prankster, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, one thing that she likes to do, uh, and it should be noted that she's an ordained Presbyterian minister. Oh. Um, but one of the things that she likes to do, and she's a Democrat, like I said, um, okay. and, but she likes to take the Bibles that are sitting on the end tables in the, um, house members lounge, uh -huh. um, and hide them. Right. <laughs> And so she's she's hidden them under seat cushions uh, around the lounge. Uh, she put uh, a Bible in the refrigerator. Okay. Um, and she she's tried she's described this little this little prank that she likes to play as a playful commentary on the separation of church and state and a small little protest against is, the weaponization of religion in politics. It is separated the. Church and state in the United States is separated by a refrigerator door. <laughs> if only, Dan. Yeah. If only there was at least that much separation. Well, anyway, um, the Republican members 
of uh, the Arizona State House, they were outraged. And they, or at least they feigned outrage. Yeah, um, that's, they, that's they, probably more to the point. <laughs> they have they have tried to cast this whole thing as a desecration of scripture. <laughs> um, some of them have commented that they may have unknowingly sat on the Bible <laughs> when it was hidden under seat cushions. Oh, no. Uh, this is uh, Representative Justin Heap. Uh, he f- he's one of three Republicans who filed an ethics complaint. <laughs> against Stahl Hamilton. That's her name. He says, uh, to do so is flagrantly offensive and something the house needs to take seriously. Yeah. Um, he says the matter really comes down to a simple question. What do we as a body value more? The reputations of Arizona politicians or the reputation of God in the world? Oh my God. I know which side of that debate I come down on. Yeah. He says, pastor lady. <laughs> <laughs> right? Minister so-and-so. It was just maybe, I mean, who knows? She was probably, if you ask me, the, st- the story of it being like a commentary on the separation of church and state came after uh, <laughs> her just being in, like just bothered that these, that these Bibles were hanging out in a, in a space where people should have, you know, law on the mind. Yeah. How about the Federalist Papers or <laughs> fucking Constitution? Yeah. I don't know, something. Yeah. Well, they, the, these ethic complaints led to a, an attempt to expel uh, Hamilton. <laughs> of course. Um, the vote fell short of the two-thirds majority needed to kick her out. Oh, um, all the Democrats and four Republicans rejected the motion to expel. Four. Uh, four. Only four, four of the Republicans. Let's see. Um, some other important details. Uh, the 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 Bible is the only religious book hanging out in the yeah right in the because the, the lounge. If, if there was a you know Bhagavad Gita or a <laughs> or a Quran hanging out, or they would immediately bo- yeah they wouldn't. I'll tell you what they wouldn't do. Something cute like put it in a fridge. No, they might burn it out in front of the <laughs> out on the Capitol lawn or something. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 probably the case. So anyway. Oh Lord! Well, you know that's that's a failed expulsion. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to talk about a not failed uh, series of expulsions. Oh, okay. Uh, They're having the the convention for the uh, the SBC, the uh, Southern Baptist Conference, or is it convention or whatever it is? The the SBC is is having their uh, the Southern Baptists are having their big convention. Uh, this week down in New Orleans, and it, it it you know it's it's not going great. They are discussing oh. a whole bunch of things. They it's literally just a bunch of people with their heads up their asses, uh, screaming at each other quite a bit of the time. Uh, but one of the things that they've been really having trouble with is that over the last year there has been a the. They have expelled a bunch of churches from, and by a bunch, it's like four, but uh, they've expelled churches from their, from being in their conference. Mm. Uh, mm. And uh, all for the same reason, and that is they got girls teaching church. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's- Including... Wow. One of the biggest churches in the entire co- uh, conference, 
Oh, really? Saddleback Church, which oh, really? was Rick Warren's big church. Yeah. Uh, Warren has stepped down and uh, succeeding him are, you know, is a man and a few women uh, that they ordained as their as their ministers. Okay. And, ooh, do the Baptists just hate that. <laughs> um, but, you know, they this uh, this convention, they are suing to try and get reinstated. I don't know why. Why would you want to belong to a club that wouldn't want that would not want you? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're trying to get reinstated back into it. This is Saddleback is like literally. I think was their biggest church in the entire convention. It's got great name recognition. I, you yeah, know, that's one of the big ones. Indeed. How um, do you kick them out? Apparently, you just do it. <laughs> Um, and then there's some smaller ones too. You know what? The New York Times profiled a woman who uh, has been with her church for 30 years. Uh, she was she was the first woman to lead the congregation. Um, she served in ministry longer than that. Uh, she started as a pianist at age 16. So wow, this yeah. is not a new phenomenon, but they just barely uh, gave her the boot. <laughs> Uh, even after just finally you know, started rubbing them wrong. Yeah. They were like, after all on, this, you know, this has bugged me for years. You know, there is that one single scripture that says that's bad. So <laughs> let's just, let's just hold on to that. Yes. There are a lot of other scriptures that's that refute that single scripture, including, you know, it's funny because the, uh, the scripture that says the women shall stay silent in the church or whatever. Yeah. It's in one of the, supposedly Pauline epistles, hmm. but it's not even Paul. It was written by a guy who, who like wrote it well after Paul's death. And Paul himself, for his part, actually like talked about women apostles like Unia and stuff. So I don't know. The, the, the truth is that like when you have a bigotry, you really <laughs> like holding on to it. It's it's fun to have your own little to have a little bigot. Well, yeah, and, if, and once you find your verse that props yeah. you up, like you're never letting go. You're, you're done. The conversation's over at that point. Yeah. What once you find the verse of the Bible that you're going to use as a bludgeon <laughs> for the rest of your life? <laughs> Got my one a, little verse against you know one marginalized group or another. Yeah. That's uh that's that's your bludgeon. That's yeah. your favorite favorite thing. So. <laughs> So they're out there beating up the girls, uh, and uh, and so that's fun. He, I, I I kind of love it because they couldn't possibly. It's like they're trying to make sure that Gen Z never comes back to church. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh golly. Well, let, let them do it. Yeah, there are uh, other issues raised at the convention this year have been uh, obviously abortion and um uh LG, like making sure that we don't ever support lgbtq uh rights so yeah they're really going out of their way to make sure that young people just that they never have another young person walk through their church doors it, it's some of the best news i've heard in right? a long time yeah. When, when they act this way toward toward groups, that's absolutely the, the thing to keep in mind, I guess. But it sucks for these people, right? Because they are being oh, expelled yeah. from their 
community. Their people are saying, no, we don't want yeah, you. Exactly. And instead of just being like, oh, well, let's go find, you know, oh, the Anglicans, they'll take us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just fight to get back in. All right, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a study, a, a study recently came out that um, looked at atheists in this country and um i've looked at atheists in this country too and specifically at the um they, they were wanting to investigate the psychological well-being of two groups of atheists the rural residing and woman identifying atheists um in the context of anti-atheist discrimination okay okay um you know this is in the context of the fact that um, sort of the, the, the nuns, right. The religiously unaffiliated, which include atheists, of course, being the fastest growing religious group, quote unquote, religious group in the United States. It, there's still a stigma that we know about. We, we, we experience it a little, but we hear about it a lot from, from yeah. listeners. Right. Yeah. And this is, this is looking specifically into those areas and, and, um, sort of verifying not that it needed to be, but that that um, the the experience of of these groups is not necessarily always a very positive one <laughs> <laughs> with regards to um, specifically like rural atheists, Ugh. atheists uh, living in small towns. In this report, uh, cited experiences of uh, sort of having a heightened sense of danger because of their non-belief rural atheists talked about a fear of violence um more than urban atheists did um which makes sense you know Uh, it it does in this country i don't know if uh, but yeah i mean this this is the country of like rednecks who want to kick your ass yeah that's what that's what this country is yeah rural atheists also noted a lack of secular health care uh, in smaller communities, <laughs> no um, shot there. Particularly mental health care, and uh, they they reported that um, that health care, well, care in general, is often faith based. And totally, even and and we've heard from listeners, even when it's not specifically faith based, they still have doctors who are willing to cross that line, right? Yeah, of, of they bring religion into the examination room. Right. Um, and as far as like woman identified atheists, this is what, this one was kind of interesting to me. They, and this is, this was not geographically set, right? This is just women, um, in the country who are atheists and their experience and how they found atheism to be liberating from the general expectations of, of women who are maybe are rooted in faith Shocking. Um, shocking. Shocking. Of course. Someone would feel liberated when they leave <laughs> the group that has been oppressing them. One of the things that women atheists reported is that the, the non-atheists um, automatically view them as sexually immoral. They find out they're atheist and they're like, oh, they must be, they must be having sex. Right. Right. Out of the bounds of wedlock. How dare they? <laughs> Not on my watch, mister. Oh. And so I, I thought it was great that this story kind of hit because it um, it was not in a specifically uh, atheist or n- religious uh, news 
service that I found this. It was actually on the 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 school's website for the interest where, where the, the study was was done. So, well, there you go. Yeah. It 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 isn't always easy to be one of us. No, uh, that's that's just truth. But it, it's really important when people look at these things and get these conversations going into, you know, academia or or where else. So. Yeah. And, you know, if you're out there in, in the world and feeling isolated and like you might be all alone, you're not. Right. People, a lot of people are having the same experience you are. And, uh, and I'm sorry about it. It yeah. sucks. That doesn't make it easier, but no. um, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's really important to know. Look up the Secular Therapy Project if you need Yeah, if you need absolutely. They're amazing. All right. Well, I am going to, speaking of amazing, uh, I actually have some decent little news here that I, that, that I wanted to share, which is that there, you know, we've talked about the fact that, you know, New York at one point did a moratorium on the statute of limitations for, uh, you know, for lawsuits about childhood abuse, especially of, you know, sexual abuse of, of kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when New York did it, and it was only for two years, more than 10,000 lawsuits were filed. Yeah. Uh, A a significant number of which were uh, to do with church abuse, were to do with uh, abuse of clergy or uh, someone affiliated with a church who abused these people. Because here's the thing, people don't come out, they don't open up about abuse easily or quickly. It's not Mm, something that you can, you know... You can't start the clock on a on you know on statute of limitations when a kid has mm. has gone through a trauma, right? And it takes a long time for that kid to actually process that trauma. And sometimes it can take you know an adult can be in their fifties and finally you know realize what you know what they went through and how it what how not okay it was. Mm. And meanwhile, these perpetrators continue on because you know there there's no there haven't been consequences up until this point well you know other states have sort of done similar things um vermont removed limits uh on on child sex, sex crime lawsuits back in 2019 maine did it in 2021 and maryland did it this year well michigan rhode island and massachusetts are all look are, are all looking at doing exactly the same thing so, hmm. I mean, half yeah. of this is just a story to just let people know like that this is a movement that's happening in the country. But also, mm-hmm. if you live in one of those states and you were abused, you have this option now. This is yeah. something that is available to you, and there are resources out there to help you. And uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's not you know it doesn't solve the problem. But I think it is important. I think it's actually important that if you have the stamina and the wherewithal mm-hmm. to file this kind of lawsuit, it, you know, you may not care about the money, the, you know, whatever, whatever reparations the court orders to be made may not be what's in, of interest to you. But if these organizations, even if it's not a church, you know, if it's a, you know, whatever, Boy Scouts or, mm. a, you know, a, 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 summer camp or whatever we need to make them afraid of not policing this right 
It needs to be clear to organizations that deal with children especially that it is their job to protect the children, not the abuser, not the priest, but the children. Uh, And we want, and they, they need to have the fear of God put into them. So did you support this? Yeah, I do too. Um, is this just a, for a limited sort of window of time? That, no, like, a lot of the a lot of these are they just, just getting rid of it. They're period. just getting rid of it. Okay, good. Because I know just, some places have been like, oh, hey, like for the first for like the next two years or something. Yeah, like, didn't California do it that way or somebody uh, did it that way? I, I know New York did it that way. Yeah. I don't know what other states did. Okay, but good. So just getting rid of it. Well, that's important because it's recognizing, you know, because the crimes that don't have statutes of limitations tend to be really heinous ones, right? Yeah. Like there's no statute of limitations on murder. Right. Right. And that, I think that's, that's so important to put this, these crimes in that same category. Yeah. Right. As, as it's so heinous that you, it doesn't matter when it happened. Yep. If it's, you, yeah, you have if to if be it's 50 to years later, that's fine. Yeah. Go get them. This wasn't, you know, on par with, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a speeding grand ticket. larceny or something, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not embezzlement, right? This right, is right. this is a child's life. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. The, oh boy, this story, Dan. Um, so a little old library here in the state of Utah, library oh. system, I guess. Um, the Orem City Library. Sure. Oh, Orem <laughs> is um, right next to Provo. Yeah. Uh, down in Utah County. Um, very Mormon. Very, very, very Mormon area. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry, Orem. I'm sorry, people in Orem. But just a wasteland. Oh, right? it's a shit show. That <laughs> like, whole fucking <laughs> valley is just a throwaway like, at this point. <laughs> I mean, so here's the deal. Like, you can, like, Provo... Total shit show, right? Total yeah. crazy conservative place, but it's got like a cute little downtown, like with I some hear they have buildings, a bar. They I, have I, a bar. <laughs> yeah, Orem is just big, wide streets and and just little old houses, right? And, and, and it's just for the, as far yeah. as the eye can see. There's just there's no there's nothing interesting about Orem. And every and every like two blocks a Mormon church. <laughs> That, that's true, too. Um, anyway, so they're, um, oh, God. So the library down there had been doing what libraries do, um, which is they have, like, little uh, displays for whatever sort of current in the world. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there, there's, a, there's a bunch of different, like, times of the year that they put out stuff. Uh, Black History Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, Native American History Month. They put out mm. nice little displays. Um, of, of, of books that you could read if were you to find yourself interested in the subject. In that topic. Exactly. Thank you for, for clarifying that. Well, they crossed a line, Dan. Oh, no. And they decided that they were going to have Pride Month display. <laughs> oh, no. And last year... The Orem, Orem City officials banned the Orem Public Library from setting up any Pride Month themed displays in the children in the library's uh, children or teen sections. Jesus Christ! Um, and 
And so this caught the attention of the Utah Library Association, the ULA, uh, yeah. which called on the city to reverse the ban. Instead, the city enacted further bans. <laughs> and they, they went on Because you don't dare Orem to, do, to get worse. <laughs> and they prohibited the library from making any Heritage Month-themed displays, like the ones we were just talking about. Yeah, because that's woke bullshit. Um, it is notable, I suppose, that the ban did not apply to other... Um, holiday-themed displays such as Christmas or the 4th of July. Of course not. And if there were a white history month, that would be okay, too. <laughs> oh, boy. If Orem did that. Oh. Um, let's see. The ULA uh, criticized um, that decision, um, saying this act of censorship is not only a device or a disservice to the Orem community, but also an act of overreach by city government. The library is both a legal and a symbolic embodiment of the fundamental American value that we all have the right to self-direct, think for ourselves, read, learn, and engage with ideas and information without government interference. Yeah, um, I don't think that's a value in Orem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's becoming a decreasing value throughout the country. So the city retaliated again. Oh, good. Uh, Excellent. Thank you. I was waiting. I, I, I was concerned that maybe they weren't going to be even more of an asshole than they already were. So ULA, the Utah Library Association, uh, offers uh, professional development programs. Um, right? It's one of the services that they, they provide. And uh, the city has barred library employees from using any of those development classes and whatnot. And um, the city also threatened library employees with discipline if they criticized city, city official censorship <laughs> of the Heritage Month themed displays. Yeah. And when news of the ban went public, city officials even conducted a, a lengthy inquisition among library staff, interrogating them, uh, trying to figure out who spoke to a former employee <laughs> about the policy. Of course. They they found their culprit, they reprimanded the person, and uh, and took away their pay raise. Um, we are not, we're not, we are not the Gestapo. Why are you calling us this? <laughs> this is not, no, we are, you're using Gestapo tactics. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is, uh, an ongoing, um, kerfuffle down there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not cool. <laughs> what's, no. what's going on with, with the Orem public library. Uh, apparently I guess the, one of the latest things to really get people all riled up is, um, there was, a, an email I think that went out, uh, from a, one of the library directors that reminding everybody, of um, the city's um, social media policy that bars employees from city employees from making disparaging comments about the workplace, city policies, supervisors, coworkers, citizens, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. Um, it prohibits posting any information to any blog, uh, social networking sites. <laughs> Um, or any public internet site that would discredit or disparage the city. And so they're just fucking wow. going after 
these employees who, if they happened to, oh, I don't know, uh, get maybe an unfair parking ticket or something, they they cannot mention it anywhere (laughs) on Facebook or, or otherwise. And of course, you know, tell them not to tell, listen, if you are a public employee of Orem, uh, do not recommend this show, at least not this episode of any show to anybody, because, uh, we are disparaging that city handily (laughs) because it is a fucking disaster of a city and they should be embarrassed as shit. <laughs> there you go. Wow, Dan. Well, there you. They brought it on themselves. Well, I, I'm going to close this out in uh, Germany, mm. where where they have uh, every every two years they have the oh what's the, I'm I'm not going to say it in the German. It's it's the it's the Deutsche Evangelische Kirchentag. In German, oh. which is a, a an evangelical sort of, uh, a, 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 I think, largely Lutheran um, convention, mm. uh, where they all get together. It's a different place uh, every every year, every two years. Uh, this year, it's it's near Nuremberg, mm. and one of the events uh, that was widely attended at this year was a church service. By an interesting up-and-coming new member of the clergy, the Right Reverend ChatGPT. <laughs> That's right. It was an no. entire service crafted and uh, and and uh, presented by AI. No. So uh, the whole thing no, was that's weird. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it was it, it was it, it was done by a guy from the University of Vienna named jo- Jonas Simmerlein, and uh, his i so he basically like ninety eight percent of it was just the AI did it. He gave it prompts. He, sure, he, you know what I mean. He, and then let it go. And they you know they used AI generated avatars. Oh no, to to give it. Uh, which is funny because the only complaints that I read about were that the avatars were kind of, you know, dead-eyed and unfeeling and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I know for a fact that pastors all over the world are now using the chat. Already GPT using it? Yeah. To write, to write their stuff. You know what I mean? Because, like, they have one job and it's just to write a sermon. And even if they go back through it and change it, I mean, when you got the writer's block, you got to come up with something for Sunday. Uh, Why not sit down to chat GPT and just be like, hey, right, you're a pastor of my church now. Write up a sermon about forgiveness or about blah, 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 whatever it is. <sighs> and here's the thing. It'll do a better job than half of the pastors out there. Oh, you know what I mean? More than half. <laughs> There's so but- many bad pastors and priests out there there's just wow like (laughs) it's it's are they just trying to get everybody ready for the computer overlords like like are they just like what are they like it's so like are they so conditioned to being (laughs) you know to, to submitting to authority that they're just like 
This is just another authority you're going to have to submit to. So you might as well get used to it. Like, look, we're just going to hand over the reins. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think if nothing else, what they're kind of tacitly admitting without wanting to. And of course there were lots of complaints because blah, blah, blah. But 90% of them were just about, you know, the video avatar that That's was, what that was them. delivering this. It wasn't about the message because I got news for you. The message hasn't changed much for 2,000 fucking years. It's boring as shit. Anybody can do it. If you're a decent writer and a decent orator, you can win at the pastor game. Yeah, but like this thing has access to like everything that's like ever been written, right? So like it's going to be slipping in a little bit of John Lithgow from Footloose, you know? (laughs) Yes. It's going to like. A hundred percent. Like you got to be careful, (laughs) you know? I'm guessing. Why? Why do you got to be careful? Literally, it won't go. It will go entirely unnoticed. It's all recycled bullshit. It is all oatmeal mush out there in the world. It's you, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, if nothing else, Chat GPT and AI might actually put some new thoughts together in a way that haven't been done before. Just because it does have access to so much more information than any single human has. Mm. Who knows? Mm, Who knows? It'd be better than most of the talks I heard at Mormon church. I'll say that. Oh, you know, people on for, for Sunday. Oh, Mormons have to do a a talk on, on Sunday. Right. Cause it's not, it's not paid clergy at Mormon church. It's all the, the, just the congregation. Yeah. You know, that's happening. Oh my God thousand percent happening <laughs> and the, and everybody's like you know what like the talks, the talks have gotten a lot better lately what's going on sister johnson really gave a a, a humdinger of a talk <laughs> oh she lord might, she might if she better be careful she's gonna end up in the relief society presidency well yeah exactly <laughs> there you go well it, if you uh think that chat gpt is the wave of the religious future and you'd like to tell us about it feel free to write into us podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message and tell us all about it the telephone number is 424-666-8442 stick around there's more show coming up Well, Frank, Dan, it's, it's Christmas time. <laughs> really? Uh, it it may be June, mm. but that doesn't mean we can't have Christmas in the form of Pastor Kent Christmas. We've had oh, him on before. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, he, I I would say he he looks like he's supposed to be on The Sopranos, but nobody told him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's going to tell us all about. Uh, he knows why. Christianity seems to be flagging a little bit. Oh, he is not. He's not okay with lackadaisical Christianity okay. anymore. Right. Uh, and and he's got a comparison to make. Okay. All right. 
You want to know why the Muslim faith has had its advancements? It's because the Muslims were willing to die for their belief. They were willing to strap bombs to their chest. They believed in the afterlife. God, give us some men and women that'll get a hold of some passion in their spirit and said, I will lay down my life for the gospel. Oh. Um, oh, Dan, I, you, your setup there, I was expecting some introspection. Some, oh. you know, you know what I, where I think ha- Christianity might be failing right now. Have you listened to our show, Frank? We, we, <laughs> cause feel that, that shit doesn't go down. <laughs> Not here. Uh, uh I, it, did he? Is he trying to raise up uh, new forms of Christian terrorism? Is that because it sounds there, well like he's trying to make up make new forms of Christian terrorism? The, according to him, the Muslims are doing so great because yeah. they're willing to strap bombs to themselves. You want to know what's great about the Muslims? <laughs> All of that suicide bombing—that's that's where they really have have the. That's, that's where they're really going that's right. Their edge. That's their edge that they've got on us. Good Lord, Ken Christmas. What are you doing? All right. Oh, he he took totally the wrong lesson from like 9-11. He, he, was, he was like, those people are going places. They, those people that they've got gumption. That was that was multiple buildings they just took down all in a day. And that that is commitment. I, <laughs> I am impressed. Oh I am impressed. That was his takeaway. That's Good what, Lord. That, that was his takeaway. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel like we're really putting too many words into his mouth right now. Right. He referenced strapping bombs to their chest. Like, yeah. that was his, this is what's going right in Islam. <laughs> <laughs> Where? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Uh, All right. Uh, well, while he's being crazy, we've got uh, we've got a voicemail that we're gonna play. Uh, we, what, what's this thing? We do indeed, Dan. Uh, this is um, a listener um, calling about that new uh, documentary, uh, "Shiny Happy People" documentary Ooh. series. The the, um, the Duggerses. The, the Duggers. I've started it. Sounds like you might have finished it. Oh, at yeah. this point. Um, I think it's going to be every night until it's done. It's pretty quick, right? Like just a few yeah, episodes. Yeah. I think it's four episodes. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so um, this is uh, what they have to say. Okay. Hello, my godless friends. This is Alina from Texas. You were talking about how with Pat Robertson, there was part of this deliberate plan to change America over the last 40 years in the last week's episode. And I wanted to know if you had seen the new documentary on Amazon, I believe, about the Duggar family and their church and where it came from. And they specifically have a actual plan to train young Christians as people coming up in homeschool to go to law school, to become law clerks or to run for office or to work behind the scenes in the government. And they specifically, their stated goal is to take over and change the country. And they even have like a paramilitary ROTC for kids. I was curious if you guys saw that. 
it just adds a little sparkle to what you said. Uh, I object to that kind of sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! Thanks for the call. Yeah, that, so, that's I, that's we, our friend of the show. Yeah, uh, we can let this Alina. be a teaser. Like we've talked about, we're, we want to talk about this uh, next week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this what what is what is happening in America that has caught so many of us off guard, right? It, it yeah. is has been a a long uh, project by not even just this one group. Like there are so many conservative groups that have been uh, planning a, a yeah. radical conservative takeover of the country. So yeah, it's terrifying. And, but, and we'll, yeah. And we'll I think dig into I, it next week. After yeah, we, we definitely will. But it is, yeah, it's not, it's not okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, you're right. It is a concerted effort. It is not, it is not just haphazard. Yeah. They have plans. They, yeah. and they, enact them and it's we need freaky. plans what's uh, wrong with us and uh, plans? it just sounds exhausting <laughs> there's no way i couldn't do it uh. well friends here we are we're doing a show for you and if you appreciate it and have the means and the wherewithal we'd sure appreciate it if you would become a uh, a patron of our show it's uh it's a it's a wonderful thing to do. It helps keep us going and you get magic powers that don't actually work in the in to boot. <laughs> so, it's all upside. Uh it, you know, if you come in at the right level, you'll get this Frank and Dan diary which is extra content every week. Um mm-hmm. and and it's pretty easy. All you have to do is part with a little bit of your money. You choose how much. Uh just go to thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the support button. You can choose between, uh, you know, on the right-hand side, you've got Patreon. I recommend going to there, but you can also do a one-time donation or uh, a monthly donation over on PayPal. Uh, it's all up to you, uh, but but every little bit helps. So we sure do appreciate uh, all of our patrons. Frank, we've got somebody to thank. We do. Our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, yeah, we've used the the term many times on this show, and <laughs> and even many times on this episode of this show. Uh, but cult yeah. is a word that it's loaded. Oh yeah, uh, it's it, it it's is a, a heavy word. It is yeah. a it is a word that can easily be used to, as we referenced earlier, to hurt and offend people. For instance, in it's Mormonism, right for that, or uh, or you know, if you have a Scientologist friend that you really want to just stick it to, mm-hmm. you can throw that word around. Yeah, uh, and I've become aware of the fact that in academia, they're leaning away from that word. No. Uh, no, in part it's a because good word. it has that weight. <laughs> I love that word. And I do too. And here's the thing. I you know, I was I've been thinking about the use of that word. Mm. And I've been thinking about like how I feel about letting go of it. And mm. my first instinct was like, fuck no. That word is useful. 
There are religions out there that are insane and that uh, that lead their followers to do awful things. Yeah, and that are very intense experiences that do real harm and damage. And then I asked myself, but wait a minute, did I just describe cults, or did I just describe religion? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Conceptually. Hmm. And sure, there are religions that do less harm than other religions, and religions that do more harm. But really, <laughs> but don't why they the all... distinction? Isn't that great though? They all do harm. <laughs> they like, all isn't, do isn't harm. That the implication of what you just said. There's some that do less. I I stand by that. I feel like there is just going to be harm where there is magical thinking, mm-hmm. where there is uh, where there is religion. There's some harm. Sure. Uh, the question is just how much harm, and do we use a word that is meant to indicate extra harmful? Mm. Like like I mean, really, when you boil it down, then different people have very different definitions. For that word. Oh, yeah. I mean, I use it to describe the the, the great little uh, cult that we grew up in. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the Mormons. The, the LDS church is a high demand religion. High demand. That's what, yes. Uh, it, it, it asks of its people a lot. Yeah. Gives very little in return. Uh, and it, it, uh, it's super intense in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, not only like how much of your time it demands, but your energy and your, uh, it's yeah. there to make you feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And whether or not like an actual functioning definition of what a cult is, uh, whether or not that can be applied to Mormons, it, they most definitely started as a cult. Well, that's the thing. You, know. you and I were, we were discussing cults and, you know, we were saying like, well, what about Jim Jones? Like Mormons aren't Jim Jones. We, they, you know, they didn't run off to Guatemala and then everybody had to kill themselves. No. But guess what? They moved west. <laughs> they ran off to Mexico. What was then Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Here. Yeah. This is like, that's what they were trying to do when they came here to Salt Lake City. It was at the time a part of Mexico. A year later, it became no longer Mexico, but that's what they were doing <laughs> when they came here. Yeah. It does seem, it's it's so, I mean, it, I think there, the, the truth is that what happened was Mormons got lucky because mm. there, there was everything culty about Mormonism, especially when it started. It yeah. was high demand. The leader was having sex left and right with, uh, like, yeah, I mean, he was marrying them. Yeah. yeah. But he was doing it. He was so unethical. He was sending men away from their wives to on Mormon, on missions, you know, in far reaches of the world, and then marrying, taking their wives and marrying them himself. He was like, that is the definition of a cult leader. Yeah. And then, as with many cults, the second guy, like you look at Scientology and you know, L. Ron Hubbard was like flamboyant nutball. Right. And then the second guy is tends to be like crazy asshole. <laughs> and that's what happened with Mormonism too. <laughs> second Boy. guy, Brigham Young, crazy asshole. Yeah. Like for realsies. And if you make it past second guy, 
you have a chance at being a religion instead of a cult. Yeah. Well, you got to have the one person who comes along who's like, you know, what we could use is maybe like not being so fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could we maybe just, hey, can we just focus on like seeming normal? Can't we do that? I mean, and the- weirdness at the beginning of a cult yeah. is a is a feature, not a bug. Right. Weirdness is what draws people in. Oh, oh, they're so different. Oh, it's so it's so welcoming and it's so blah blah blah. It's it's not like my Catholic upbringing at all. It's so unique. How weirdness? Do, I don't get the mentality a, of. I mean, of course, this is coming from me, but like because like if people are being too nice, I'm immediately just like, excuse me, <laughs> what? Like I don't want to have anything to do with you, right? You are suspiciously kind. I'm not okay. With <laughs> oh no, I that is totally something that I'm always on the lookout for. <laughs> I'm like, mm, why are you being nice? Yeah. Well, that's 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 what being raised Mormon might do to you. <laughs> the the land of all smiles and you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like mm-mm. the 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 pacifist of all the aggressions. <laughs> but. Yeah, I I don't it it is interesting how you know that's but that's the that's the hook, right? Yeah. All the cults have something just we're we love and accept you like nobody else ever will and you you know we're going to it's going to be great and we have, yeah, we have a couple of weird things, man. You're going <laughs> to going to have to give up coffee, which I know that's weird, but you'll trust me. You'll really feel good about it mm-hmm. uh, when you do it. And then uh, and then down the road, it's like, oh, yeah. And like, you you know, don't trust anybody that isn't one of us. And don't <laughs> trust any, you know, never think outside of, of, of our religion and everybody right. else is out to get you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they don't tell you about the funny underwear on day one. <laughs> right, right, right. Or the insane uh, rituals in the temple or whatever. Yeah, exactly. However, but again, I keep going back to our other religions, our religions that, that no one would call a cult. Let's say Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Nobody would say that's a cult. That's a religion. But is it a religion just because... The weird, weird shit about them, we've all just gotten used to. Like it's been around for so long that we don't even we don't even like imagine we don't even think about it as weird anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got that guy's finger in a box over there. Oh, <laughs> and you that seems normal. It. No, that's cool. Okay. Oh, you're praying to the finger. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? You're praying to the finger of a guy. Oh, okay. Oh, you're eating a snack. What is that? Oh, it's the body of your savior. You're saying that that's the body and the blood of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like every bit is cultish, but uh, you know, just uh it's been around for for too long. We can't call it a cult anymore. Well, every bit is bizarre for sure. Yeah. 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 But like, you know, people who are raised strict Catholic feel a lot of the same like difficulties that you and I felt coming out of Mormonism. There's still all the guilt and all of the, there's all of this, you know, messed up ideas about 
how you're going to be punished for eternity because you're gay or you're going to be, you know, you, you jerked off too many times and now you're going to go, you know, now the devil's got you or, or, you know, demons. There's so much that messes people up. Yeah. In all the religions. Right. That I almost agree that we, that the word cult, uh, is kind of useless because <laughs> it's just all of them. <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, it's I, I the other thing is that like you it's hard to have a productive conversation with someone cuz the second you've applied the word cult, if they're on if they're on board with it, you're they're already on your team, and if they're not on board with it, they're going to be so deeply offended they don't want anything to do with you. They won't they've stopped listening anyway. Well, I mean, how do they respond to some of these other descriptions? I mean, the the hackles go up really quick as soon as you start to like talk about mormonism as an outsider to a Mormon. Well, that's true right and that's it doesn't true. matter how um you know what kind of you know kid gloves you've put on right they, yeah. they they you cannot talk about it objectively to a mormon without them getting offended yeah right it's pretty rough <laughs> they they're i mean they like so many Christians in the world and others are so excited to be oppressed, <laughs> to be, to be persecuted that if you give them any reason to believe that you're persecuting them, they're going to latch onto that. Like, like they're hitching their wagon to a horse. Mm. They're, they are stoked to be offended about it. They are ready. So yeah, I guess you're right. Like there's nothing you can do. You're just gonna, you're yeah. just gonna get that reaction. Yeah. I don't know. Go ahead and use the word cult if you want to. Yeah. The question is, how long does it take you to get the reaction? Is it instantaneous? <laughs> yeah. Or is it after they sort of uh, pick up on what you're actually saying? Yeah. Right? Can you go five minutes? Can you go fifteen? <laughs> how deep into this can you get before they, before the hackles are are up? <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, if you would like to tell us why uh, the word cult is special to you, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call us and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click on that like button, will ya? And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, we've got one on Facebook and one on Discord. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only for instructions. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Hot to the Red Hot Rock Club or the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.